You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. Huge thanks to Oklahoma Agro-Tourism for helping set this podcast up. Hundreds of farms and ranches across the state of Oklahoma invite you to explore and experience the intersection of agriculture and tourism. Oklahoma's growing adventure. Pet a pig, help with a harvest, lie around at the lodge, wind down with a wine and more. However, you want to experience agriculture? Let Oklahoma Agro-Tourism be your guide. Start your adventure at oklahomaagrotourism.com. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. I coming 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 to you from Surreal, Oklahoma today, uh, Jan's Pumpkin Patch with Mary. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. So, I mean, you guys are opening up this weekend. You guys are getting ready. We are. Yes, sir. It's big season, and, and I'm sure there's a lot of families who are excited to get out of the house with their kiddos and come hang out at Pumpkin Patch. I think they are. We really don't know what to expect. We're kind of, um, you know, we're really worried. We don't know which way to worry. <laughs> you know, do we worry on the conservative side or do we just go whole hog? And mm-hmm. so we're just going to try to fly by the seat of our pants and um, hope that those families do come out and that if they come out in droves, that we can handle them. <laughs> that is good. So obviously, this is, you know, Yon's Pumpkin Patch. And for everyone listening, it's spelled J A H N S. Um, Pumpkin Hill, sorry, not Pumpkin Hill. Yes, Pat. sir. Yep. Um, down in Sorrell. So this obviously is not just what you guys do, which I'm sure we'll dive into later, but this is a family business that you guys have been doing for a very, very long time. Can you tell us right. We started in 2002. Um, our boys, Kale and Spencer, they were about, I don't know, two and well, almost two and four, almost five. And, um, you know, they played in the mud down there while we pumpkin patched and we had, um, I think we made $5,000 the first year. We thought we were just, you know, really knocking it out of the park. But um, but anyway, it was a lot of fun. We've sure met a lot of people over those years. And the boys have grown up and, you know, gone on. And, um, you know, we used to give horse rides. And, you know, the boys were the, the horse ride providers and money pocketers. But, um, you know, now they're gone. We don't have that. So we change up a little bit. But, yeah. Anyhow, but yeah, we started when they were little, and honestly, I started because I didn't want to get a real job, you know. <laughs> I wanted to stay home with my boys and, um, you know, take care of them. Jerry worked in the oil field, so he was gone quite a lot, and I just felt like it was important that their mama needed to be home with them. Yeah. When you have a cool family history, too, right? You guys, your grandparents came here, you know, in 1942. and. Yep. Yeah, my grandparents um, came to Oklahoma in the early 20s. And they kind of popped around a little bit. Then they settled in Surreal. And um, in the in 1940, they built a house on one of the farms that we own still. And um, anyway, my sister lives there now. So it's kind of just been passed down. And yeah, my, uh, my grandparents had seven kids. And my daddy was the only farmer out of all of those. So, um, you know, we kind of love the dirt we've landed on. Oh, no doubt. That's, that's really cool. And, and to still have that, fam- that farm in the family today, that's really special. Yes, it is. It absolutely is. I often wish that my my dad and my grandpa could see, even my mom really to that point, could see the um, technological changes, you know, that's happened from, you know, the days when my granddad, you know, pulled a cotton bowl sack, you know, to using a horse and buggy, horse and plow, you know, a mule actually. And, you know, from what we can do now, so it's just phenomenal, the change. I wish they could pop in and see that, if you will. 
Yeah, that you're right. That would be really cool for them to kind of see how far things have come and, and just the technology advances and, and how, I guess, how much easier it is now, right? Than oh, yeah. Back. Yeah. I don't know how they really took combining wheat with no cab because yeah. the dust, you know, is phenomenal. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah the, the technology is just incredible. But, you know, they'd be blown away. Yeah. So did you grow up in Surreal then? Um, I, well, about three miles southeast of town. Yes, sir. Yep. I went to um, grade school and high school there, and then I went on to OSU from there. But yeah, absolutely. Born and bred Cerulean, you know. Yeah. So so did, uh, I assume, and correct me if I'm wrong, you go to OSU for an agricultural degree? I did. Yeah. You know, I think anybody that was a farmer in my country that I thought was cool, you know, went to OSU. So oh, yeah. I, I got to go there, you know. <laughs> So, yeah, lots of cool people. And as I've gotten older, I've learned a lot of people that I know and admire, you know, with OSU. I was like, hey, I didn't even know that when I was a kid. And so, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I had a great time at OSU, great experience. Yeah, um, absolutely. Met lots of friends. I mean, I have friends from Afton, Oklahoma to Frederick and everywhere in between. So, you know, they're a blessing to me still to this time. And um, so, yeah, really, I would say, you know, the education was good. But the people that I met there, they were the best, mm -hmm. absolute best. Yeah. So you graduate from OSU and then you, you think I'm going to go back to Sorrell and get into family business? Or no? Well, yeah. I mean, I did apply for a few jobs, but, um, and I got some offers, but I really wanted to come home and, um, I did come home and two months later, my daddy got brain cancer. Well, he had brain cancer. We just didn't know it. Mm -hmm. So um, I came home and, you know, things transitioned, you know, within a year, my dad had passed away from a brain tumor and it was a tough year and a tough start, but, um, you know, we just picked up and went on from there and it's just how the plan God had in mind, I guess. Yeah. And still there today, haven't left. So yeah. 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 Yep. I've added two more little creatures who, you know, love the dirt we walk on. So that's yeah. a good thing. There's something to growing up you know, like being outside and, and especially now that, you know, the, I, the generations that are growing up now, if they're not in agriculture or come from an agriculture family, they're not going to grow up outside. Right. That's, that's, that, yes, you're absolutely right. You know, when kids come to the pumpkin patch here, I just want them to play and get dirty and run wild and feel everything and touch everything, and smell everything, everything, because they don't have that opportunity to home their home, you know, on the couch playing a whatever. And, you know, I, I, I want them to have that opportunity. And that's that's kind of what this provides, a whole lot of what this provides. It's just some good old outside, you know, dirt and yeah. good clean air and good Oklahoma stuff. Yeah, that's right. Good Oklahoma stuff. <laughs> yeah. Outside and running around and having a great time. Yeah, we let them run and play on round bales. You know, liability-wise, that's probably not very intelligent. But, you know, that's a farm kid thing. And um, every farm kid and their cousin that I know grew up, you know, when, well, when we had round bales, you know, we ran and played, we played on, and, you know, threw rocks at each other and dirt clods at each other over them and played war and all that kind of stuff, had a good time. So I want these kids to have that same experience. I want them to run and play. And, you know, it's good. It's good physical balance stuff, too. You know, and they, they get a little confidence when they learn they can jump from this bale to that bale. So. So, it's kind of, it's so before before the pumpkin hill started in, in you said 2000 uh 
so yeah. up until that, uh, 2002, up until that time, you were doing just your, your you know, farming and cattle, and, and that's how you guys were making a living? Well, yeah, and Jerry, Jerry had an off-farm job as well. Okay. Yep. And then, yep. and then you said you, you know, you opened this up as because you wanted to stay home with the boys and yeah. made five thousand dollars the first year, and now, yep. you know, tw- almost twenty years later, we're 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 back again. Well, yeah, we've we've increased a little bit since then, and um, you know, there was probably a few of those years where we really probably I probably really should have got a new a real job, but we kept on going. But every year we've been blessed, and um, we've just grown a little bit at a time, and. Now, honestly, you know, when Facebook came out, my goodness, that was a tremendous jump in our attendance because, you know, free advertising, more people knew and they could spread the word faster. So yeah. that was a good thing. That was a very good thing. But anyway, yeah. we just keep keep on plugging, keep on ble- being blessed because every year it's just a little bit bigger, a little bit better. A little few more people come. We add a few more things. Yeah. So. And also you can't put a price on, you know, growing up with – you know, being able to be there with the kids, right? Like for you, like being with your boys and having them involved, you know, if you were working instead of doing that, then, you know, you get to miss out on all that. Oh, you miss that time with them. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm very thankful for that time. You know, I probably made a lot of mistakes as a parent, but I'm thankful that I had that time with them. And, um, I, I think it was good for them. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, the, the power of social media and, you know, it, like you said, it's free. You can jump on Facebook and you can jump on Instagram and all the other platforms and, you know, YouTube or whatever, make videos and, you know, just kind of, it's so easy now, isn't it? And it's always getting easier and easier to build a following and, and create content and, you know, put yourselves out there. And like I said, you don't have to pay for it. It's free. I mean, it does help if you pay for it sometimes, but yeah, you, you kind yeah. of boast a little bit to help yourself. Yes. Exactly. But that, that must be so cool to, to have that reach, you know, from going oh. to growing yeah. up just from, you know, cause nobody, a lot of people, and we mentioned it before we started recording, a lot of people would get the name wrong and not know what surreal yeah. is, you know, oh, and yeah. Yeah. it is. And, and now I'm sure they're coming from, from all over to come hang out. They are, most of our people come from about a 30 mile radius. Um, we have a lot of people come in from Altus, um, some from Wichita Falls, a few from Oklahoma City, and, um, you know, Chickasha, Anadarko, those surrounding areas. So, yeah. yeah, it really does help. You know, back before we, you know, the internet, you know, the lot and paper would come out and do a story on us. And it was always about the 27th of October. I was like, couldn't you guys come the 7th of October? But anyway, but you know, they would do a whole, a whole page spread. And, you know, that was then, you know, that was advertising. We couldn't have afforded it. And that was a blessing. But I always wish, come on a little earlier in the month, you know, instead of toward the end. But, but yeah, it, it, th- that's a good thing. Absolutely. The, the spread and the reach we get on Facebook is phenomenal. Yeah. So, so you mentioned it's grown over the years. Um, you know, t- tell me a little bit about, you know, what, how it started and what you guys had from the start and now to kind of over the years what it's become today, what you've added. Yeah, when we very first started, Oklahoma Agritourism was just kind of getting rolling good. And um, we got a grant for $5,000 to start up. And you had to fill out this application and tell them, you know, what all you're going to do and all that jazz. And, um, so we did that. And um, we used that money to gravel a parking lot because you know we had wheat fields there before so we had to have something that the buses could stay up on and that's you know that's still serving us to this day 20 something years later 20 years later but um and we we know we we just used that money to get started to get over that hump to get going and 
you know, it just, we just added a little cash flow, a little, a few little things as the time went every year, we kind of added a little more and stuff. So, mm -hmm. but anyway, it's, it's just been a, a, a progressive, slow kind of deal, not big, huge and fast and fancy. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing we, you know, we're sure not Disney world by any stretch of the imagination. You know, we're a pumpkin patch out in the middle of a wheat field that was, is now grass, you know, and it's very nice grass. But, yeah. But you, um, you have a, I guess a petting zoo now, right? And some yeah. other well. Yeah. Yeah. We have a couple of donkeys. We have some little baby pigs and um, I really try to on those pigs. I really try to push for H and FFA, the stock show program through those pigs and um, I, I don't know that I've done a very good job, but I try because, you know, even kids from town, they can, they can have a show pig, they can have a show steer, they can have a show lamb, a show goat, whatever, because most schools, you know, have a school farm and that's the purpose of that. So those town kids, if you will, urban kids can have somewhere to keep them. So I try to push through those show pigs. I'm our neighbor, Jarrett Mays raises some show pigs and he always kind of brings us the uh, the ones he's not proud of <laughs> that, you know, that are just, you know, just feeder pigs. And um, so we do, you know, we talk about showing pigs and getting kids involved because, you know, that, that program is a blessing. It, um, you know, our boys showed heifers from the time they were about nine and 11 until, you know, they graduated from college or from high school. Mm -hmm. And um, anyway, they've got friends, you know, from all over the state, Ida Bell to Woodward, you know, Frederick to Afton, the whole nine yards. And, so that's, you know, that program has been a tremendous blessing to our kids. Yeah, it's, um, I interviewed a uh, bit, bit earlier in the year. Um, oh, I forgot forgetting her name. This is so embarrassing. Um, <laughs> Blair from, oh, I'm going to have to look it up. Uh, the Secretary of Agriculture. Agriculture. Oh, Blaine, uh, Blaine Arthur, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Blaine, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, yeah. and, and she she just, you know, was stressing the importance of 4-H and FFA and just like how it's so important to grow up around that. And like you mentioned, you know, your, your kids have friends from all over the state. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Kale went on to be the state president for Oklahoma FFA. So, you know, that first show heifer that I, you know, I arm twisted their daddy. They need something to show. He said, that's fine. They show anything but a hog. I show he grew up in showing hogs, you know, and oh my goodness. But anyway, anything but a show pig. So yeah. I said, let's do the heifer deal. I showed sheep. I said, let's do the heifer deal. And um, so anyway, Kel went on and, you know, it, it blessed him. And, and it was sure good for Spencer as well. Yeah, yeah. Being, <laughs> for me, being from Wales, like there's so many sheep in Wales. Like we are yes. clearly outnumbered, you know, uh -huh. human to sheep population. is. Right. I think it's three to one or something like that. But, um, you know, <laughs> we had a big show every year, uh, kind of an agricultural show for Wales and it was in June and it's every year it's in the middle of the country and it's, you know, it, and they would have, they would have contests for sheep shearing. Yes. Fast yes. as you could. And I have never, you know, I'd go up as a kid and be like, that's kind of cool. And yeah. the older I got, the more I realized how impressive that is to, to shear an entire sheep. Yeah. In yep. seconds. <laughs> Those guys are tough now and they're fast. Oh, yeah. They're stout. You bet. Yeah. But, but back to my pet, my petting zoo thing. You know, I don't have anything, you know, I don't have any llamas or alligators or anything weird, you know, I have goldfish. That's about the only aquatic thing we have, but yeah. we just have normal everyday stuff. We have a cow calf pair that was actually one of Spencer's old show heifers. 
she wasn't a very good show heifer, but she's got a baby and it's great. So we'll use her. Her yeah. name is Charlene. But anyway, um, so we'll use those. And that just gives those kids an, an opportunity. A lot of my kids come uh, from Lawton, from public schools. And some of those schools are are pretty, they're pretty low income. I, you know, they just are. Mm -hmm. And those kids, some of them have, will say, this is the first time I've ever been out of Lawton. Yeah. You know, and I. Uh, just kind of breaks my heart, but I want them to have that opportunity to feel what a pig hair feels like, yeah. to touch a goat, to feel, to look at a cow up close, you know, to, to touch a horse. You know, we've yeah. had a little, one time, a long time ago, we had a pony and we had one little girl come to the pumpkin patch. She didn't do anything but pet the pony. I mean, just stood there and pet the pony the whole time. You know, I thought she's happy. I'm happy. That's fine. But, um, but I just want them to have that tactile you know, I want them to touch it, feel it, smell it, hear it, everything, because that helps them grow and that helps them learn. Yeah. You do know, you, we have. Do you do stuff with schools then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They um, come out. Um, this year we're kind of not doing many, but but um, we're doing a few. A lot of those schools, you know, are shut down because of the virus and they've shut their field trips down and all that. But, um, yeah, they come out. And normally I load them up in a cotton trailer and we go around and we have a tour. I talk about gypsum. I talk about grass. Um, I talk about oil and gas. I talk about Comanches and Kiowas and, you know, who this land belongs to and who that land belongs to. Mm -hmm. Um, a little bit of the history of that. Um, I talk about the refinery. Surreal used to have a refinery and, um, it went, you know, from like 1917 to 1983. And I talk about it, the good, the bad, the ugly of it. And, you know, we have a farm that the creek from, Drain, drainage runoff from the refinery travels down this creek. You know, they would swear up and down a million percent that there's absolutely no pollution, but there is. <laughs> there still is a hundred and something years later. But anyway, so I talk about pollution. I talk about the economy, how it helped our, our community back then, you know. And, um, you know, I talk about oil and gas, how it continues on, you know, to help Oklahoma and how it helps Oklahoma. Because so many people don't realize oil and gas is is huge to the economy in the state of Oklahoma. It, it and agriculture are the top three. So, um, you know, while I've got them in that cotton trailer for about 15 minutes, I talk constantly and I tell them everything I want them to know. <laughs> and it's never the same story twice, but it's close. Yeah. So, That's your opportunity, isn't it? To give them as many life lessons as you can. Yeah, so when we first started, you know, I'd, we would, we had cattle out here, you know, and I would kind of sugarcoat that, you know, that's going to be your hamburger and your leather for your car seat, and your leather for your baseball glove, you know. But now I'm like, mm -mm, that's that's hamburger on the hoof there, and it's going to provide you steaks and marshmallows and all kinds of great things, you know, everything but the squeal, basically. They don't waste anything. And, you know, I talk about how God gave us those creatures, you know, to take good care of and to provide for Oklahomans and for Americans and for the world. And uh, we don't want to waste any or take advantage of any part of that. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I preach to them while I've got them in there, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, um, a lot of times like back when state, um, the state question the 777 or whatever, the right to farm thing, every time people, families would get off the trailer, one of them would say, what, what do you know about that? What, well, how should we vote? You know, and we would talk about that. So, you know, I kind of can use it as a bully pulpit a little bit, if you will. And, um, you know, not, I mean, not too bad. I'm not, I'm not really, you know, banging the, 
you know, on the pulpit at them or anything like that. But I do try to share with them. All right, because these these people who are coming out, they don't have the connection or, or the the local knowledge, or the, they haven't grown up around it. Right, like you guys right, right. Yeah. right. And they they need to know, cut and dried. You know, we grow this grass to grow that calf mm-hmm. to put food on your plate when you sit down at your table at night or when you go to Cattleman's and have a steak. Yeah. You know, that's, it's all part of a big circle. So yeah, yeah we, we want to share with them. We want them to, we want them to leave here kind of feeling like they've been loved and petted on a little bit. They've been well fed and they know a little bit about, a little bit more about where their food comes, comes from. That's really cool. Yeah. That's, you know, you, you, know, you you don't think a lot of people probably don't think of it that way. You know, they come out, they, they're there with the family and, and, you know, then they get this opportunity and they, they get to meet you and speak to you and family and, and really understand what it is that it's like going, you know, what's going on, how things affect you. Cause there's so many stuff that, that people vote on and which just like, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Well, and I think too, they don't realize the impl- the implications that it has on the whole community, not just or the whole state, not just their own little part of the world. Mm-hmm. So you're right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so opening this week, opening, uh, well, it, it'll be what? Day after tomorrow, Thursday. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> October 1st, this is going to, this is place is going to open up and you're super excited. And I'm sure family's ready to come, uh, to, to sure. people and, and really kind of, you know, give give some kids some experience yes i hope so i um, hope they have a good time and i hope they enjoy it and i hope we do a good job providing them something to enjoy to, to yeah. have a good memory and it's not super cold yet which is perfect no. and it's not 100 degrees either that's great too yeah. how uh what, what's the season for you guys how long are you guys open down there for the- um normally just for a month i'm um, in the past well this year just for a month okay. um i have opened up early November and late September so that I can accommodate my schools. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't seem to be a problem this year, unfortunately. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which could be a good thing and a bad thing, right? You get right. to get some yeah. rats so the kids don't get to learn. Right. So. Yeah. Well, awesome. So uh, everyone can go. You mentioned Facebook. I'm sure you guys have a Facebook page and a website as well. Everyone can go to the, and I'll post for everyone listening. I'll post the links to those in the description down below when we when we post the podcast very soon. Um, but yeah, I'm sure you're super excited, and and I really appreciate you taking the time out today to uh, to share the family story and and tell us about uh, a hobby that turned into a business. You betcha, you betcha. It's been a, it's been a blessing, and we're we're glad to have it. I'm glad to have people that come, and we want to be a blessing to those people that come out here. Absolutely. When when people come out, is there anything specific they need to they need or they need to bring or anything like that? No, they just they just need to come and they need to just have a good time and you know we'll provide you know pretty much what they need here. We have um, some pretty good homemade goodies and um, we have some wide open spaces and we just want them to come and relax and enjoy their families and enjoy this time while they're out here. So yeah, I'm sure they will. Great. Um, Mary, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. Have a good day. All right. You too. See you. See you. Bye-bye. Huge thanks to Oklahoma Agro-Tourism for helping set this podcast up. Hundreds of farms and ranches across the state of Oklahoma invite you to explore and experience the intersection of agriculture and tourism, Oklahoma's growing adventure. Pet a pig, help with a harvest, lie around at the lodge, wind down with a wine and more. However, you want to experience agriculture? Let Oklahoma Agro-Tourism be your guide. 
Start your adventure at oklahomaagrotourism.com. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.